are at episode 10. 10. Yep. So exciting. I'm excited. Recently, I was talking to our teenage daughter and her friends about the fact that I didn't grow up with a cell phone. Hard to believe. <laughs> no cell phone, no Snapchat, no Instagram or Facebook. It's like saying no oxygen. I mean, they couldn't even understand what I was saying. There was no communication if you weren't in the house using the landline. Unless, of course, you used a payphone on the street, which in itself is a whole other conversation. Until that Maroon 5 song, I don't even think any of these kids knew what a payphone was. Yeah, payphones. That's a whole different episode. They were discussing phony phone calls, and they said that they can call people in that way, that it doesn't show their caller ID. They do some kind of star 89 or star 67. I don't, I don't remember, <laughs> but something like that. They'll never know the sheer terror and excitement of calling a cute boy's house and hanging up when he answers just to hear his voice, but not really talking to him, even though I, <laughs> I definitely didn't do that. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I get strange robocalls all the time. They always come in from some local number. Yeah, I get them as well. And they're always asking me to extend my warranty on my vehicle or refinance yes. my student loan. But I don't have an extended warranty on my car. And I definitely don't have any student loans. <laughs> so why am I getting these calls? I know you love some fun facts. Yes, so I do. <laughs> here's some fun facts for you. Today, there are 4 billion robocalls in the United States alone every Stop single it. month. 4 billion. Let's put that in perspective. Yeah. There's 331 million people in the United States that have 442 million mobile phones. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why are there more mobile phones than there are people in the United States? Yes, I was thinking that. Well, I mean, the reason is... Most people or a good number of people get a second phone typically from their employer. So they've got their personal phone and they've got their uh, business mm -hmm. phone, for example. But 4 billion robocalls to 442 million means every single person in the United States gets around 10 robocalls every single month. And I can attest to that because I get them. Yeah, I get them all the time. So what is being done to stop this form of harassment? It seems like it's a big waste of everyone's time. It is a big waste of everyone's time, and the FCC is actually introducing a new law that requires phone companies to stop the number spoofing or faking, and it's called Stir Shaken. Stir Shaken? <laughs> Why do I feel like I'm watching some James Bond movie? I'll have a martini shaken, not stirred. It does actually sound very cool, which, by the way, is very uncommon for the FCC. So what's with the name? The new Stir Shaken initiative is actually a set of protocols and procedures that a phone company has to implement to validate the caller ID of the originating caller to make sure it's a real number and it's not a spoofed or fake number. Ah, so when will this new rule by the FCC go into effect? Well, actually, the new rule is going into effect June of 2021, right now, right as we're doing this. So will it address all the robocalls right away, or is there going to be a delay when the new rule goes into effect and when the consumers, like me, start to benefit from this stir-shaking? <laughs> so the FCC did uh, originally announce this at the beginning of the year, and they set a deadline for June of 2021. But with that said, the FCC also knows there are smaller regional carriers that have a small number of users that need a little bit more time. They also know some uh, phone companies out there have very old technology and can't easily implement new software like the Stir Shaken 
software or set of protocols and procedures. So they usually give an extension of up to a year, but you should start to see things slowing down for robocalling, certainly within June of 2021. I mean, this isn't obviously new to them. So I would think that they've had enough time to become compliant, even if they're small. Well, the uh, the logical answer is yes, but the real answer is it's not that simple. It's more complicated. When you think of really old technology, it's it's much harder to implement new ways of doing things to the older technology. So in the meantime, how can I stop robocalling? So first, make sure you're actually on the do not call list. Okay. Everyone thinks they're automatically on the do not call list, but you can actually go to a government website called donotcall.gov and enter your phone number to register to, to actually make sure you're on the do not call do list. donotcall.gov. Okay, got it. There's also an easy how-to guide for your phones, and I'm going to give that to you right now. Okay. So for I'm ready. you, yes, the wait, iPhone wait, wait. user. Let me get my phone. Let me get my phone. Yeah, get your phone. Okay. So for, this is for iPhone users. Which is everyone. Not exactly. <laughs> okay. First, you need to upgrade to iOS 13 or later. Oh, that might be rough for a lot of people. <laughs> okay, we got it. Once, iOS 13. Yeah, exactly. Once you're on iOS 13 or later, go to your settings. What's it, later than iOS 13? Well, they're <laughs> always releasing new versions. Okay. But, but right to, now we're like, what could be later than that? Some people out there still have an iPhone 4 or 5. So oh. that's that's why they have to upgrade. But once you're, you've upgraded or you're upgraded already, go to your settings menu. Click on the phone uh, menu. Okay, settings. Scrolling down to phone. Got it. Now go to call blocking and identification. Okay. And you'll see a menu called Silence Unknown Callers that you have to toggle to turn it on. Huh. That's, that's it. it. You're I'm done. done. You're done. So Your that's iPhone... it. I shouldn't get any calls. Well, that I... I don't know about any, but a good number of calls will be blocked with that software. That's amazing. It's already embedded into your iPhone. Now you could do the same for Android as well. Oh, you can. Oh, well, do we, do we, does it need to be spoken right now? <laughs> yes, it does matter because like me, there are Android users out I'm there. Kidding. Fun fact for you, 129 million Android users in the United States and 2.5 billion worldwide. Stop it. So <laughs> for most of us, to on your Android phone. Okay, all right, on the Android phone, let's go. Go to call settings. I would, but you know, like everyone else <laughs> I know, I have I'm going to call settings on my okay, Android phone. Okay, go to phone. call settings on the Android. Then go to caller ID and spam protection. Caller ID and spam protection. And there's a menu called block spam and scam calls. All right. That's it. You're done. You're all set. Wow, that's just so easy. I don't understand why they don't make that already a setting in the phone. I don't either. How about annoying spam texts? An annoying thing that I have been subject to many times recently is the impossible ability to remove a text thread. Like All 10 numbers are similar and random texting of people that are annoyed constantly respond and they say some vulgar things. I've shown you the text. You had a great tip that everyone should know. For any text you get that you don't recognize, simply forward that text to 7726. 7726. Yeah, it actually spells spam oh. on your phone if you look at the keys. <laughs> All major mobile carriers in the U.S. support this short code. 
and it sh you should get a text back from them, from your mobile provider, asking who the originating uh, sender was, what the phone number is that you got that spam text from. Yeah. And then they will remove it for you. Because it's really often I get, I multiple times a month, I'll get a text with 10 other numbers. So should I not reply? <laughs> yeah, do not reply to the text. What if I text? reply and then I decide I'm going to forward it to 7726? Like, just let them know that they probably shouldn't do it again, but then forward it. <laughs> so you you should forward it anyway, but you should not reply. And the reason is because if the text is infected with malware, you replying will actually launch the malicious oh. software. And that's how hackers take over your phone. <gasps> like, remember the stories where people are like, someone's watching me with my own camera on my phone. Yeah. Or they use that as a way to get into some of the accounts where you've got the, the username and password already pre-entered yeah. on an app in your phone. And the worst thing is they can also just send you a message back once they lock your phone. Uh, that it's now subject to ransomware. You have to pay them to unlock your own phone. So definitely, if you don't know who the text is, do not reply to them. Now, if you do know who the sender is, like there are retailers that send me texts and like, hey, flash sale. And I've opted in probably while I was trying right. to get an extra coupon or something yeah. checking out. To those text threads, you can simply write back the word unsubscribe. Oh, and that okay. will automatically remove you from the text. Unsubscribe. So like random big box stores sending multiple emails in a couple hours, you just unsubscribe. Yeah, if you don't want to receive it anymore. Huh, that's pretty cool. What about spam emails? I mean, I feel like those started back in the AOL days and never really went away. Ah, uh, the AOL days. <laughs> I remember when we first met, you had that laptop with the dial-up yeah, modem don't, built don't be in. Don't hating on my uh, <laughs> I love that modem. I would love hearing that sweet sound of your 56K modem <laughs> connecting to AOL, followed by... You got mail. <laughs> by the way, don't you remember that it was like, oh, I had to make sure my roommate, I love her, but she was like... She couldn't be using the phone. She couldn't use the phone, so <laughs> the I was like, don't get mad. I got I to gotta get online. I need the phone. <laughs> but I did love hearing that. That was before social media, so it was exciting to get mail. For I mean, sure. Usually it was like two or emails from people I knew and then like 20 stupid spam emails trying to sell me something. I wonder how many people really still use AOL and are still paying, <laughs> paying you, for it. You mean other than your parents? Oh, oh and your sister yeah. and her husband? <laughs> They I, are very true, <laughs> loyal AOL users. They really are. I never had an AOL email, but I did have a Hotmail account, oh my God, which was did. from Microsoft. And when I say that out loud now, it almost sounds inappropriate. A I had a Hotmail account. You are a Hotmail. <laughs> How did that idea ever pass the board at Microsoft, I wonder? So and then funny. to make matters worse, when they got rid of Hotmail, they replaced it with live.com. That's so funny. I never really thought about that. So back to my question. Why am I still getting spam mail after 25 years? Well, advertisers know that email is still the cheapest and most effective way to reach consumers in mass. So if it ain't broke, they're not going to fix it or change anything. Uh, there, there is a big difference, though, between emails that are from a legitimate sender versus ones that are coming in from a malicious sender. Uh, but it shouldn't be your job to determine which is which, right. which is why 
any email that you don't want to get, you should just mark it as junk. You know what? I do that. But I have to say, and anyone using an iPhone to read emails often will see that it's a tricky, it's tricky because if you just, I don't know why that the Apple has to put the junk mailbox right above the trash. Right. So a little slip of the finger. Which I'm sure happens like 60 million I, times a I, day. Yes. The yeah. other day I sent about 20 emails to junk. And yeah. I was like, oh no, you know, it was from the schools or wherever that I didn't want it to not come, you know, I didn't want it to come back to my inbox. So I had to go back into junk and go through. So that is so why would they even put it right next to each other? It just doesn't even make sense. I get I guess it's just what's the most popular things that people do with mail. They either send it to junk or delete. But I agree. That's, why that's, so close? Yeah, why why so close? Exactly. It's very dangerous to have them so close together. It is the the most important thing is don't click on the email and don't respond to it if you don't know who it's from. Um, if if the sender is mailing you because you signed up for something, again, you can use the same ad advice we just gave for texting. You could reply with the word unsubscribe or the word remove. Right, like all the way at the bottom. If you scroll all the way to the bottom of the email in a very, very, very small font, yeah. sometimes a little lighter than the other font, it will say unsubscribe. It's that, like they truly really right. don't want you to find it. They they don't, but the nice thing is the, the way the email systems are built now, you just have to hit reply to those emails that you know with that word in, in the body of the text, unsubscribe or remove either of those words. It will automatically remove you from the mailing list and, and that's part of consumer protection as well. So they have to do it. Um, otherwise, they can get fines and they can even get legal action taken against them. It seems like the more tech we get, the more scams and the invasion of our privacy. Yeah, very true. Why don't devices that have microphones have preset settings off? That way we have to enable them as opposed to having everything on that you need to have some type of Tech wizard, aka you, Mags, go through 10 steps to disable. So I think you have to remember a part of voice-based AI and any kind of service is that they have to actually be able to listen in for the voice. So the more you disable, the more you're actually disabling the convenience of the technology. Right. Um, and the fact that they have everything turned on is because at the end of the day, they're trying to sell you stuff and they're trying to get you to connect it with other marketing companies that are also going to try to sell you stuff. So they are in that business. So it's almost like people who are concerned of their privacy really shouldn't be. They should use it for their convenience, but be able to control it, which you can do. It's just, you have to go through all of these Ten steps. steps. Yeah. yeah. So what's with verifying that you're not a robot to a robot? That's always <laughs> my favorite thing. Like, why the pictures? Why three pictures? I mean, did you ever realize how bad you are with identifying crosswalks? <laughs> There's always that one picture that's like a semi-crosswalk. It may have a bus. <laughs> there could be a traveling light in the top right corner. But the robots in the are in customer service. They're in exploration, medicine, security, police work. But if I could identify three different pictures, then I'm not a robot? It's, it's so true. And honestly, I find that technology to be so annoying. The reason why it still works really well is because it's random. So the robot's asking you to identify three squares, yes. which by the way, those pictures are horrendous. Horrible. I don't know where they got those pictures, but like I'm sitting there squinting, like, is that really a light? Is right. that really and a palm tree? And it just seems tree? so ridiculous because even though I think I know what these things look like, 
I usually get the first one wrong. And then it's like, oops, <laughs> try again. Just let's see yeah. if you know how to identify a blue to, car. If I have to try again, maybe you should get better pictures. But yes, it is because it's random that every time you're logging in, the order of where they're putting those squares is randomly changing. And that's how they're validating that you're not some pre-programmed software trying to get in. And I am not too proud to admit that maybe it has happened more than one time. I mean, how many times? They're like, okay, you could try yeah. 10 times and you're supposed to still believe that you are not the robot if you get this one. <laughs> Go for it. We're going to, we all believe in you. Do it again. <laughs> it's so true. Another text thing that is often quite annoying and should be mutually agreed upon that never happens is the large group text. I say this because we have all been in texts with multiple people, but there's usually always that one person who starts a thread with like 15 numbers and 10, you have no idea who they are. Why do Which people is do wrong. this? Why? Why do people do this? I have made it a personal thing that I will not respond to that many texts in a text thread. Like I will, if I have to respond, if they're asking a question, I will respond to the sender. I don't need to reply all. No one should be replying all to 25 numbers. I have realized that it takes only one Android number, Max. Only one. Oh, here we go. With and it's impossible <laughs> to remove myself from the text thread. Like, what's with that? If it's all blue, I'm, I'm out. I could just remove me from this text. But if it just has that one number out of 20 and it's green, yeah, get I, out. I, I cannot get out. I think Apple does that because they just want to force everyone to get an iPhone. Because otherwise you you could, if it was, and actually if you do have a thread and all your friends are on iPhone or any Apple device, you could remove yourself from the thread. But like you said, if there's an Android user in yeah. the thread, it almost locks that feature out, which I think is just like a marketing ploy by Apple to force everyone to get, um, to get iPhones. Yeah, but, I mean, but it's not going to work. Like I said, 129 I million. Honey. There really are a lot. And I do know <laughs> them and I love them, those Android users. But I have to say that like it's almost like when you're filling out all the forms at school, it should be a thing that you can only be on certain class threads if you have an iPhone. So you could get out of those threads because <laughs> it's just horrible to be like every day, all day long, people randomly reply. Like, what's that about too? Isn't there an etiquette, a time frame that you should be responding to a text? Well, I think it's the wrong technology as well. I think people do it because it's a lazy way to kind of communicate to a lot of people, but I don't think it's the most convenient way. I think kind of like our kids on sports teams have an app yeah, where right, you can exactly. communicate, you can see who's going to the game, who's not. Right. You, they should do the same thing for anything that involves a group of people like a PTA association or anything else. Yeah. They should just do it in an app. So before I had mentioned that there are people who are still very leery of using these devices. And there's this segment of the population that refuse to use, like, example, Alexa. Alexa. <laughs> Don't say it again. Oh, she lit Don't up. Don't say <laughs> For every house that loves the convenience of Alexa and the dot, there are just as many who refuse because they are listening. By the way, <laughs> we know a few. Who is they? Why do they not think who who whoever feels this way? Do they not realize yeah. that when they're holding their cell phone at all times, that yeah, it's listening? They are listening on every device, so you shouldn't just limit it to you know like the Alexa or the dot or any other voice-driven AI engine because you've got one that you're holding in your hand right now, which is your smartphone. On May 25th, 2021, 
the army actually sent a memo to all their teleworkers asking them to free their workspace of any device that has a listening or automated listening functionality. Get that includes, out. Yeah, includes Alexa, smartphones, anything that could be listening for anything uh, in the interest of national security. So maybe they are listening. Like we said, there is a way to disable the sharing with advertisers. I mean, I know that even with that what one we just mentioned, I don't want to say her name again, <laughs> you have the app. If you go to the app, you can easily disable the listening That's right. aspect. One thing I learned during quarantine, which I love, is that I use it as an intercom, as you know. I, which is awesome. I think especially with teenagers wearing headphones and not hearing me yell. <laughs> I, I Behind mean, their closed doors yes, at all times. Yeah. You can enable the Echo Dot in each bedroom to sync with your main Alexa, and it becomes an intercom. Which, is, which has been like a life-saving force. Oh my God, I love it. And I love when you say, Alexa, announce dinner's ready. She rings a little cowbell. A little triangle, yeah, like, like back on the farm. Is it a triangle? I think it's a cowbell. <laughs> I don't think it's a cowbell. It's like a triangle. <laughs> what? What's a triangle? Oh, like that instrument you used to play in high school? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was my instrument back in high school, back in the day. I Do you remember that story with your oh, mom? Oh, right. Oh, my mom. <laughs> I remember she called me and she's like, I heard you in the TV. And I was like, oh. Yeah, and you call and you what is happening? You no. called and you were like, My mom says she can hear me on the TV. I'm like, no. There's no way she could hear you she on the TV. Well, I was a little concerned. I was. And then I was like, All right, mom, maybe, you know, it's been a long day. But and then one day I was watching something on Amazon and you announced that it was dinner time and it started coming in through the TV. And I and was you like, heard me. Erica, your mom's not crazy. I can hear you through the TV. And that's when we realize that it announces it on every device that's part of the family account. Which is so funny because if you were even listening to music outside or anywhere and you were on it, you would have heard me say that. That's right. But it was so random because at first I did think I was getting a little worried. <laughs> All right. That brings us to game time. All right. I have another game I'd like to play with you where I ask you some rapid fire questions. Just, you know, because I feel like it's time to really get to know you. <laughs> okay. So, Max, what is your favorite color? Blue. What is your favorite word to say? Love? I don't know. You don't have a, I mean, I have a favorite word. What's your favorite word? My favorite word is giggle <laughs> because i don't think you could say giggle without giggling and it just makes me happy i i have to ask some people what my favorite word is because i can't think of i one. think your favorite word is my man oh those are two words my <laughs> man those are you two. do say it a lot i do favorite thing new in tech well stir shaken obviously yeah that's <laughs> a good one something you love to smell flowers <laughs> really? Sure. Okay. What is your biggest pet peeve? <laughs> you probably don't have one. I have yeah, a people are late. Really? Okay. Yes. I always um I know this is about getting to know you, but just in case you wanted to know mine, <laughs> Is it really about getting mine to know me? Is when you walk behind my truck and I'm in reverse. Like why? You see my reverse lights, why must you walk behind my truck? <laughs> and liars. One thing you wish people knew more about with tech. I mean, you are the go-to guy around here. <laughs> so what's one thing you wish people just knew on their own? 
that it is getting easier and it is here to make your life easier. So don't just throw the phone. Don't, don't get frustrated. Favorite number? Six. Favorite song? Piano Man. Favorite vacation? Hawaii. We have to go back there. Yes. When? Soon. <laughs> Soon. Favorite movie? Love Actually. Oh, that's my too. Favorite person? You. Oh, that's a good answer. <laughs> that brings us to drinks, deal, and delete. This is where I ask you, who would you like to have drinks with? Who would you like to make a deal with? And who are you just going to delete? And since this is all just hypothetical anyway, here we go. Satoshi Yakamoto, the so-called father of Bitcoin, after establishing the world's first cryptocurrency, he has since disappeared. After the email written in 2011 regarding his farewell, he has not been seen or heard of since. So there is speculation that it's a pseudo person or persons. Some speculate that it might even be a woman. It is said to be that they are worth $60 billion, reason enough to remain a mystery. <laughs> then we have Ryan Reynolds, better known in our house as Wade Wilson, a.k.a. Deadpool, well-known actor, majority stake owner in the gin company Aviation. It also may surprise you, Max, that he... <laughs> is not just the face, but a major player and stakeholder in the company Mint Mobile. Nice. The prepaid yeah. carrier considered an MVNO, or virtual network operator, which operates on the infrastructure of existing networks. In Mint's case, it's T-Mobile. And lastly, right. Sammy Hagar. <laughs> Frontman of Van Halen replacing David Lee Roth. Chickenfoot, Sammy Hagar in the circle. By the way, he's 73. Amazing. How insane is that? So he founded Cabo Wabo, Cabo Wabo Tequila, long before social media and celebrities were jumping into the alcohol and spirits game. And he later sold his stake for a reported $91 million. So an icon of music, but definitely not too shabby in business as well. So here we go. Satoshi Nakamoto, Ryan Reynolds, Sammy Hagar. So I'm going to start with Sammy Hagar. Just because over the last year, I decided that I was going to start to learn how to play the guitar. Oh, yeah. And I would love to have a drink with him because I could just learn so much that I don't Definitely. know from San and Diego. Maybe you could go to Cabo. I, maybe we could go to Cabo. And he just seems like such a cool guy. And I want to be just like him when I'm 73, <laughs> yes. for sure. So definitely drinks with Sammy Hagar. Uh, Satoshi... I think I want to do a deal with Satoshi because to, to be worth $60 billion and be potentially a virtual person that doesn't even exist. Yeah, but you don't, how will you find them? How well, will you make contact? Hypothetically speaking, I would like to make a deal <laughs> with Satoshi. Yes. Um, Ryan Reynolds, I, I like the guy. I really enjoy Deadpool and I think he seems like a, like a legit guy, but I know everything there is to know at this point about the MVNO business. So out of all of them, I, unfortunately, I'm going to have to delete him. Oof, see you later, Ryan. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. To learn more about all these awesome tips that we have discussed, you can go to our website, techieandtheblonde.com. All right, Max, let's go to Cabo. Cabo Wabo awaits. Let's do it. <laughs> Bye. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening today. Please continue to listen and subscribe. You could always find us on Spotify, Amazon, Google. Apple Podcast, or wherever you find your podcast. You could find us on Instagram at Techie and the Blonde or ask us any questions or suggest topics we should discuss at techieandtheblonde at gmail.com. 
And our new and exciting website has launched, techieandtheblonde.com. You can find tons of content and pictures, everything discussed on the episodes. Thanks again. Oh, oh, oh.